Uh, I was it like product? Was it like product? That's important. Um, I learned all that in high school. And so the first gist of marketing classes were relatively easy for me because I knew the general information and it just makes sense. Marketing just makes sense to me because I'm like, yes, you need to do this thing in order to like, you need to know your target audience in order to convey the best product, right? Like that just makes sense to me. Um, so I did pretty well in my mark few marketing classes. Um, marketing also, you really, the, it's very different, the class versus the hands-on experience. I think a lot of majors, you do need to do hands-on experience. And I think marketing is even more so because you could learn about how social media is important to marketing and like some of the strategies people use, but actually implementing it completely different. Like we talked about like Facebook in my marketing class and Facebook is not really as popular anymore. It's like TikTok now and you have to work on actually figuring out what works, which is fun because, you know, marketing for our podcast is my first like real experience with it. So. Yeah, no, I, I am not that great at marketing. I don't have the patience for it. So like, I love the creative side of it. It's really, really cool. So like, I totally get how like the actually doing it is different from learning it for lear learning about mm -hmm. it. Cause like learning about it to me, is just so interesting. But when I actually like, you know, have to do work, then I'm like, eh, don't want to do that. Cause you know, it's like time consuming and like, it, it's, it's like a full-time job. Like, you know, you have to like figure out all these social media platforms and stuff like that. And it's just like really cool how you can manage all that all at once. Also, I did not know um, the SWOT analysis was a marketing um, subject too, because I've used that with yeah. finance and I thought that was like a finance thing, but I guess it's marketing too. But that makes sense. I think, you would I think finance would be a focus of it. Mm -hmm. Like marketing, you almost do more general SWOT analysis. So like you could say like your strength, your weaknesses that you don't have a bunch of revenue coming in or something. Mm -hmm. And that could be one of your weaknesses, but another could be um, that there are, oh wait, no, that'd be a threat. Um, another could be that you don't have every single social media platform. And both of those are gonna make up the marketing SWAT and the revenue one might just make up the finance SWAT, but maybe I'm wrong. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think the SWOT analysis is just like an analysis tool to like figure out what you yeah. need and stuff like that. That's really cool. Yeah. So like you said you were working on like some projects within like school. Like what kind of project did you do and like what did you have to do? So there's the first year business experience where basically um, at Butler, I want to preface that for anyone who is looking at a university, I obviously recommend Butler. Um, and this experience was almost like a shark tank type thing where you would come up with an idea and then you would present the idea to faculty and actual real life investors. Um, and so you were put in groups. This was the first class most people took um, freshman year, the very first business class. And you learned general business concepts in a business introduction book, like Business 101. And then the second half of the semester or throughout the semester, depending on what teacher you had, you had a business concept. So we were faced with a problem and the problem was security. And 
everyone was divided into groups and we got to design basically any product we wanted to. And we made the mission statement, all the financing, uh, not all the financing, a lot of the financing was planned out. The um, supply chain management was planned out. The marketing concept, the design, all of that. And then we planned everything out and then we presented it as like a shark tank thing. And basically we got reviews and then one person won the whole, or one group won the whole competition. And then second semester, we did basically the same thing. We designed whatever product, there wasn't as much of a rule about a certain industry, but we designed a product and this time we actually sold said product. So we had to get a website, we had to get the product, we had to design it, we had to produce it. And then we sold it. And then each company actually made real profits. Unfortunately, this was during COVID. So my group only got about $20 each, but that's still something. So yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, they're really, they're really, it's really cool programs. So what do you think is like, what was like the most difficult part of it for you, do you think? Okay, so second semester, um, COVID, obviously, but besides COVID, we had a little bit of conflicts between our group because myself and a few other group members had opposing opinions on what the product should be, and we had a tough time reaching an agreement because some of us were more stubborn than others and didn't want to let go of our own ideas or acknowledge that maybe our ideas were wrong or other ideas were better. Um, and there's also, yeah, that was basically one of the issues and we eventually got through it and we realized we compromised. Um, and we kind of didn't, we didn't work super as a team. Like we did all our works because we all wanted to get it done, but we didn't have a huge cohesiveness. But again, we eventually figured it out. Most of us ended up working together and we got the presentation done and we got decent grades in the class and we got the business finished. So it just taught us a lot about, you know, letting go of our egos and you know, being sympathetic to other people's ideas and yada, yada, yada. So on and so forth. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, like, what would, what do you think is like the best, like, I guess, trait to have as a marketing manager? As a marketing? Um, I think marketing requires a lot of creativity, personally. Mm-hmm. And obviously different aspects of what what field of marketing you go into social media marketing creative like you have to be so creative to have different posts that are completely different and you're repeating the same thing over and over again and like with our social media i'm trying to actually market our episodes now instead of just posting things that are about my life because posting things about my life is so much easier but it's not marketing um and it's not really creative I was just like, I did just dance today. And now, now I'm like, here's these things that we're talking about. What do you want to hear? Um, you know, Patreon page, that kind of stuff. And then I guess the second one going hand in hand with that. Um, 
Not sure how to describe it. I would say obviously intelligence, but I mm, knowing your market, like understanding what your market is and knowing how to target them is a obviously that's what marketing really is. You gotta know who you're targeting and how to do so. Like at the nonprofit I work at, um, I'm interning at, a lot of our audience is Facebook users because generally we target middle-aged older because they have the expendable income is what the nonprofit word is, expendable income to donate to nonprofits. We're not going to target 20 year olds. I mean, there are some 20 year olds who have extra expenditure, but there's gonna be more older generations. So Facebook is more preferable over TikTok. So, yeah. This is like a personal question, but do you have like a audience that you like to market to? Like, do you like marketing to like the older generation or like people in our generation or younger generation? Do you think you're better at, um, you know, using your strategies and your skills for specific targeted audiences? That's a good question. Um, with our podcast and even our music accounts, we don't really have a niche target market. We kind of target everyone. Um, so I don't have much experience targeting a lot of different groups. But from my reasonable estimations, I would say it would be easier to target middle-aged because they have social media platforms. Um, they're not old enough to just read newspapers. So it's really easy to reach them, but they aren't so young that I think our generation and younger, we, it's like the overwhelming effect where we are targeted with so many advertisements that we don't, we see things that we like, but we never actually act on it as much. And then also we don't have expendable income. So it's better to target people who are a little bit older. That's like a really interesting point, like that you bring that up, because like, yeah, I come across so many ads every single day, and I'm like, oh, um, I had something like that, or like, I don't need that, or like, I see like plenty of ads right. like this um, all the time. Like, there could be better options out there. Whereas, like, um, relatives that I have will see something and be like, I have to get this, like, right now. We can't. We're not gonna find right. anything else like this yeah. again. And it's like really funny how like how that works. And I'll be like, um, you know, you they might be scamming you. Like, you know, there might be a better option. Right here like it's interesting how that works like wow yeah. um and you I, probably, oh sorry go ahead <laughs> I would say like obviously if you're a good marketer you are also concerned with the individual and it's not there's like the four orientations of marketing right sales products market um society if you're good like in our time frame that we live in right now our society if you're a good marketer, you aren't trying to just sell product. You aren't like trying to scam people. Um, you're trying to like actually connect them with what they want or better our society. But um, obviously there's also corporations that do try to just make dollars like clickbait and whatnot. Sorry, continue what you're saying, but I just wanted to add that. No, 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 you're totally fine. Um, I have a follow-up question to that actually. Um, do you have any like, I guess, like favorite companies that like have used marketing strategies that like you really enjoy or like you think are like how every company should be marketing. Like you were talking about them just marketing, wanting to like impact people's lives. Yeah. 
tactic of marketing? We talked about one in one of my uh, marketing classes, actually. Uh, what's the, I don't remember what the brand's actually called. It's a Coke company. It's like Pantanega or. Pantagonia or something like that? Or yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. Our marketing professor introduced like I had ideas about the company. I knew I vaguely knew about it, but our marketing professor introduced to us all the their um, mission statement. Mm-hmm. So this company, it's really cool how they do their marketing because their goal is a society. They are a society oriented organization. So they have quotes on their website that literally say, do not buy unless you really, really need it because it's made out of animal fur or something like that. So they encourage people to not spend money on it unless they need it because they want to help the environment, but they also want to make the product available to someone, which is really cool to me um, that they actually are telling people not to buy their products because they care about the environment so much. And I think there's a lot more industries and companies I think that are starting to do this now because our generation cares so much about this, about actually being ethical. I mean, obviously there's people in our generation who don't and, you know, corporations like Amazon are still thriving and will continue to thrive for a while, but also Amazon started stuff like helping small businesses because our generation cares so much about the ethics that if a business is unethical, Capital, the capitalistic society does actually turn away from it. And our generation does turn away from it, which is really cool to me because, you know, in previous generations, that wasn't the case. Um, yeah, sorry, tangent. <laughs> That's like a really good point. It's just like really interesting to see how like our markets change and evolve, like based on like, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on in society and different generations care about different things. And that's always like really interesting to look at. Like, um, I don't know, I just like had like a sort of like existential crisis sort of thing where I was like, maybe in the future, like my job won't be a thing anymore. Like, you know, because it changes so often. So like, that's really cool how like marketing changes like that too. I definitely think a financial advising job is always going to be relevant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have like thoughts on that just because like, you know, what if like they like use like, artificial intelligence to take care of it? Yeah, artificial intelligence probably can predict it, but there's always like a human element to finances. Yeah, that's, that's the main argument. Like people want like an actual like face to like, you know, manage your money. So that's, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Um, I guess another flip side to the question I asked earlier, um, are there marketing strategies that you've seen that you absolutely like hate? <laughs> like you don't, you just don't support Yeah, them? that's a good question. Um, it's honestly, there's two things. The first one I'm going to say is really, really, really tied to the ethical thing. I do think when we run into, actually, this isn't something I hate, but I do think it's something that we need to be aware of and look closely at. When we run into the ethical thing, there are some companies that kind of pretend to be ethical, but actually aren't. And as consumers, we need to be wary of it and look critically at that and make sure they're actually being ethical. Like corporations like Tom's Shoes. So a lot of people, there are good ethical things that they do, but a lot of people don't recognize sometimes when they donate shoes to places that are impoverished, they actually are getting people out of jobs who had previously been making shoes. So it actually 
doesn't always help their economy. If they have an ethical intention, that's great. But if they're doing it just to be able to sell more shoes, that's not great. And we need to educate ourselves to make sure we understand that there's more to it than just pretending to be ethical. Because obviously this corporation, I'm sure someone's brought this issue up to them because I've talked about it in multiple classes. I'm sure someone's brought this issue up to them. And obviously either they've evaluated it and realized, hey, this is still a good thing, which is great because I haven't researched enough to know if they've done that or they've decided, eh, still worse to us. So like, again, we have to be critical. Obviously there's always two sides of the story. Everything is gonna hurt someone and help others. We just have to be sure to, you know, help the people who actually need it. Um, which is literally business ethics. That's everything about business ethics, um, which is similar to the thing that I, I don't like the sales oriented um, or pro, sales oriented. I'm okay with the production oriented, honestly, because that's just doing what you're good at. But I'm not a huge fan of the sales oriented marketing, which is something we have gone away from a lot. And it's kind of, it's different depending on who you are. There are people who do it in a good way that I think is more ethical, but there are also the type that is like just trying to sell and not caring if you need it, not caring if it's good, not caring about yada yada. Um, like I can't think of any really good company examples. I have one, but like, um, I don't know if it's like related to what you're, what you're Go for going, it. but like, um, yesterday, actually, I ran into like an ad while I was at Universal Studios and it was um, just advertising like, you know, the candy store. And it was just like this woman carrying a bowl of salad looking really sad. But then right below it was a bowl, like a woman, the same woman uh, holding a bowl of just a bunch of candy and being really happy about it. And I was like, that could be really harmful for like, you know, a lot of us, especially with like, you know, obesity being really high in the US and like, you know, diabetes. Like, is that not a thing anymore? Like, oh right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, literally just trying to sell and not caring about the consumer. That's a good example. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, crazy how they still have. That. I have another example of something I don't like. Sorry. Um, there's planned product failure. This is this is something that of all the three things, because I couldn't think of things that I really disliked, so I just made up stuff. I mean, not made up. It's real stuff that I don't like. But this is something I strongly hate. Companies purposely plan for their product to fail. Apple, for example, plans for their chargers to stop working or their iPhone 4 to stop working once they have iPhone 5. Um, this obviously is a very smart tactic. It makes them a lot of profit. It shows that their company is getting better. It, all of those things. But I do think it's a little manipulative of consumers. And I do think it's, kind of a waste of money if you can make they literally they can make a phone that works forever but they choose not to because marketing profits so i get it from a business perspective but it's also frustrating me from an ethical and consumer perspective sorry that was a lot those are three those are my three things i don't like okay okay 
Uh, no, that's really cool. I mean, like that makes a lot of sense ethically, ethically, ethically. Yeah, and just, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, I have another question. Um, I've gotten this question a lot within just like my first like two marketing classes. But do you believe marketing is an art or a science or both? That's interesting. Hmm. Um. I feel like both is just a cheap answer. Um. I think it's more an art than it is a science. I think you have to know the science before you can start on the art. Mm -hmm. But I do think the art is what makes it good. You know? So, like, you can have a decent marketer, like, across the board, right? Everyone does X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. because that is what they need to do to attract their target market. But you have a best company are a better company by adding artistic flair. Because if we have three products that are the exact same, no one's gonna care. So that's my answer. Because <laughs> I wrote an entire paper on the other side of the argument. <laughs> but really? like, yeah, no, but like the entire class was split on it. Some people argued art, some people argued science because we weren't allowed to pick both. So they made us pick. And- well, I kind of picked both. I think I said both are necessary. Yeah, so I probably pick both too because I think it's a combination of both. But both, but um, I think I was leaning a little more towards science because I was thinking from like the perspective of like, you know, like how artists have. There's a lot of great artists out there who have amazing art, but it's not, you know, it's because it's not marketed well and they don't have the strategy to get it out to like a bunch of people. Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't get the exposure. They yeah, need. That's I think, I think you can't succeed if you don't have the science behind it, but. I, once you have the science, you become the best product you can be with the art. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I, I definitely agree. I was, I leaned more towards science for the paper, but like, I agree. Um, yeah. The, I think the artistic element can be overlooked for a lot of things. And it's like, if you get that down right, it should come easy to you really after that. And it should be easier to market anyway, if you have a good product and good marketing. Right. Effort, so it just depends on what you're marketing anyway. But um, yeah, um, we're coming down to our final minute. So I'm gonna ask you- Already? Oh my gosh, okay. No, crazy. Um, cool. Like, What would you recommend to people who are interested in getting into marketing? Like what would you yeah. have them prepare to do? Okay, so if you are in uni- at a university, obviously just like take some marketing classes, take some advertising classes if you're a non-business major because advertising goes hand in hand with marketing. Advertising is actually slightly more in the creative realm than marketing. Super fun, super cool. I'm gonna take some advertising classes at some point so that I can get in that direction a little bit too. If you are outside of university, um, outside of school in general, if you, I would just say, start with your social media accounts. See if you can, edit your social media accounts and make it more marketing, get more, I don't want to say influence, influencer, be an influencer, gross. But like, try out, you know, see what things work, see what you enjoy doing. And obviously, if you're in a profession, you can add some marketing to your work. I mean, it depends on what job you have, but there's always something you could do. Like at, I work at Kohl's outside of the internship and we sell charge cards not sell charge cards, that's gross, but we sign up people for charge cards, which are the payment cards 
that you use and you get some discounts for using them, yada, yada. But we market them as cashiers. We market them to the customers and tell them, I personally market them with a market orientation. I'm trying to actually help them benefit. Some people market them as like a sales thing, like just get the numbers up. So you work on your marketing skills, doing stuff like that. And you can do it, you know, in other industries. I think that is the thoughts I had. Sorry. I think there's more there, but I lost it. I would just say try out different things. Uh, Check out different apps. I can share some apps via Instagram this week, like Canva and other things that I use to try some new marketing tactics. I can share some tips and stuff like that. I'm just curious. Do you have any like, I guess, people that like podcasts, are there maybe podcasts or like books or resources that you use to like help you with any like marketing tools or like techniques or you just like look anything up? Yeah. I do, okay, I look to other podcasts more for the artsy side of marketing, like things that they do really well that I think could help our podcast, for example. Like the other night I texted you about Girls Night on Wine. I'll have to tag them in this uh, post about this, about their video and how I thought the marketing was really cool about how they edited their YouTube video. Feel free to check them out, by the way, guys. Um, They're really good. But, um, and then... At Boys and Girls Club, I check out previous Instagram posts that they've done, and I check out different tools on Canva that I like. Um, And then obviously at Butler, I'm in a marketing class. I talked to my marketing professor. She helps me with a lot. And we did like case studies. And so we looked into like how other companies have marketed. Um, My dad is a sales manager, so that helps. I do, yeah. No, that's a great answer. Now, thank you for that. Um, no, no, that's awesome. Marketing is super cool. And if you guys have any questions, please reach out and Miranda will be happy to help you with anything. Oh, yeah. And I will also say that I absolutely love Canva. We're not sponsored or anything, but if you guys want like some sort of tool, Canva. It's great. I love it so much. Um, I don't know. I just have to say that because it's just such a great tool. But I, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you have any final words, Miranda? Yeah. Um... Obviously, stay tuned for episode three. Shivani's, we're going to switch it over to Shivani talking about her major a little bit. So it's not just an interview with me. I swear, you guys don't just have to hear my voice all the time. Um, and then sign up for our Patreon page. You can get a schedule of all of our episodes of the business series. And I'm going to try to post some like bloopers and fun stuff like that on there. That is all I got to say. If you want to do your little spiel. Yeah, that's about it. So if you guys want to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at, at email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com. We have an Instagram at farfromnormalpodcast, and we also have a Google survey in the Instagram. So you can put any um, of your questions, comments, or concerns in there as well, and it's all anonymous and super cool. Engage with us on Instagram. We love talking to you guys, and we, oh, like and subscribe on YouTube, <laughs> and we'll see you in the next episode. Love you guys.